you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Buck back with you. Buck, what is going on? Man, it's exciting. It's exciting. The football weekend is upon us. I mean, we have so many things to talk about, but just really excited. I mean, we're now in the routine. Uh, We've gotten kind of our mojo back after kind of dealing with the preseason games thrown on all different days. But now we're back. And so I just kind of love the routine and familiarity of what football season is, particularly when you have all the seasons going NFL and college. Yeah, no doubt, and it's uh, it's fun with this new format. We've got five episodes a week, so we've uh, uh, we've really got a ton of content coming your way on a daily basis. Now, the Thursday Friday pod's going to be a little bit shorter, um, mm-hmm. but we'd rather do that and give you an extra one. So that's what uh, what the game plan is. And on today's episode, um, we've got a, an interesting topic. We're talking about uh, rookie impact scores. And I'm going to explain that in just a moment. It's something that's brand new that we're rolling out here that I'm fired up about. Uh, as well as we'll get into our our Move the Six game of the week we're looking at. And then a article that grabbed both of our attention because it's a topic that mm-hmm. we've discussed for several years now. 
about the the uh, the dying deep ball. Uh, this was an article that was written uh, on ESPN.com. I believe it was uh, Brooke Pryor was the uh, was mm-hmm. the author. They did a wonderful job. It's a great piece, um, but it's a topic that we have discussed previously. So we're going to get to that uh, as well. But Buck, as we start off here, I want to explain this new thing we've got going. Our our buddy Jack Andrade, who is a researcher to the stars here at uh, at the NFL Media Group. I, I presented him with an off-season challenge that he accepted and put a ton of work into, mm-hmm. which is trying to find ways we can quantify an entire rookie class. You know, we'll do things where we'll say these are the top 25 rookies at the quarter mark, halfway mark, you know, end of the mm-hmm. season. And we'll say, oh, this is the offensive rookie of the year. De- this is a defensive rookie of the year. But what about on a week-by-week basis how much impact you're getting from your rookie class? Like, who is really relying the most mm-hmm. on these first-year players? So. There's got to be a way to quantify this. So Jack had, has worked all offseason, and he's looked at previous uh, years to see, okay, this is what the numbers spit out. Does this match up kind of with what we saw in true impact? So it, it's a long, complicated formula. I won't get into explaining all of it. Um, but we are going to do this every week where we're going to look back just on that last week's games and say who are the team, the five teams that got the most impact from their rookies. So, I mean, to me, I think this is a different way to really kind of put some numbers with the scouting, something that we're always trying to combine here. Well, coming from my background, coming as scouts, we are always trying to figure out, one, how do you project uh, college prospects into what they could be or what they will become at the next level? Well, now this gives us quantitative data to be able to kind of track their progress over time. And as an evaluator, as the league is changing, you want to see that Hey, these rookies that we're taking, whether they're high or low draft picks, undrafted guys, if we put them on the field, they're impacting the game in a positive way. We know it. If you can have a a collection of young players, young, cheap players playing, it allows you to kind of earmark your dollars elsewhere for your stars. This gives us an opportunity to see which classes are playing well. And then we can kind of speculate how these teams may go forward based on the success of their young guys. No doubt. Um, it, it's a it's a great exercise, and it just gives us something to talk about. So I'm going to give you the five players first, just real quick, to kind of show you how this thing works, and then we're going to focus our attention on the teams here. So the top five impact scores from week one of rookies that impacted their team the most. Number one was Anthony Richardson, and the points, you know, kind of irrelevant, but that's, you know, 21.6 points. So it's Anthony Richardson, number one, Bijan Robinson, number two, Puka Nakua, number three, C.J. Stroud, number four, Jordan Addison, number five. Now, this is not just for offensive players. It just so happens in the first week that those five offensive guys were the most impactful players uh, on their team. All right, Buck, this is what I'm fired up about here because, you know, that's the individuals. You talk about the individual scores, but as we look at the team scores, that mm-hmm. shows you which teams are really getting impact from the rookies. So let's talk about these top three teams and that got – Big time, big time contributions from the rookie class. Let's start here uh, at number three, which was the Patriots. You know, again, they did not win against the Philadelphia Eagles, but they had the third biggest impact from the rookies, led by Christian Gonzalez. Seven tackles, had a TFL, had a pass defense. Big time, big time corner that kind of fell in their lap in the first round. Yeah, fell in their lap. And, you know, the Patriots walked away with an L, but you had to come away impressed with the way that they looked. I thought this team looked better than anyone could imagine, considering maybe the lack of firepower that they had offensively, but defensively, they continued to plug and play. And they made life very challenging and difficult for Jalen Hurts. Christian Gonzalez, all the reports coming out of training camp, what we saw in preseason was that they felt like they have a guy who has the potential to be a shutdown corner. You throw him into the mix, and in the first game, he didn't disappoint. 
You talked about the tackles, the pass defense, the, the, the sticky coverage that he provided on the perimeter. If you're the New England Patriots, you feel great about your young pick because he enables you to play the kind of style that you want to play, which is a lot of man-to-man, a lot of in-your-face coverage, because that is going to give the Patriots an opportunity to get after the passer. So it was a great job by them. Yeah, no, great start for him. Marte Mapu, uh, one, of, one of our favorites out of Sac State, he did a nice job getting on the field as their you know, kind of hybrid safety linebacker. Had a few tackles, did a nice job as well. He factored into their overall score. So they were number three. Number two on the list, I guess, shouldn't be a surprise. When you have the second and third overall picks, you probably should have some impact from those rookies, and that is exactly where the Houston Texans found themselves. C.J. Stroud threw for 242. Will Anderson played really, really well, did some nice things on the defensive side of the ball. So overall contributions from their rookie class, pretty impactful. Yeah, very impactful. And you want to see your top guys make plays right away. Will Anderson was nearly unblockable already. You know, and it's so funny, DJ, in the run-up to the draft, you kind of like poke holes in all these players that have been established stars for forever. And then you watch them play, and they make plays right away. We're talking about Will Anderson. We'll talk about Jalen Carter later. But, I mean – these guys come right off the field. We talk about them being good. Will Anderson made a play. And then C.J. Stroud, is, it was tough sledding at times. It's kind of challenging. He's trying to figure it out. But passing yards, you saw 242 pass yards. He made some plays. This is one where the Texans feel good about their rookie class because they have big-time talent. It's just a matter of them settling in and playing up to their potential. No doubt. Um, then we get to the number one team on the list, and it, and this is not Nabil influence. A lot of times, if we're talking about the Packers, it ends up being impacted by Nabil. This was legitimate. He, he had to have something to do with this. I'm sure he was pounding poor Jack, trying to say, hey, man, there has to be some other guys. There got to be some points. You can find me a couple more points uh, behind the <laughs> decimal point to push him up because, yeah, the, the Packers are at the top of the list. But it's been a very impressive list of players that made contributions in that first game yeah well let's go through them here just look at some of the rookies that they had uh carl brooks 31 snaps uh had a sack did a nice job up front for them lucas van ness played 46 snaps which again the Mm -hmm. playtime factors into this formula had two tackles and a sack Jaden Reed, 37 snaps. He ended up getting 46 receiving yards and had a nice punt return uh, or had 54 punt return yards. Luke Musgrave played 56 snaps. He had 50 receiving yards, including that that big one down the field. Uh, And then Anders Carlson, the kicker, had a field goal and five extra points. So all those guys factored in and made an impact, and that's why the Green Bay Packers, coming off a big win over the Bears, uh, used their rookies uh, in a more impactful way than any other team in the league week one. It's part of a theme in Green Bay. If you go back and you look at this team, you look at their defense, they have eight first-round picks within the the two-deep depth chart, Uh, guys that are potential to to rotate and make plays. You see that. This is a team that's unafraid to play their young players. So you talk about five guys, uh, six guys, five guys making contributions. Uh, Lucas Van Ness getting snaps right away, uh, first-round pick. Luke Musgrave's making plays in the passing game, being able to get something for Jaden Reed. Remember, there are so many questions and concerns about the receiving core, and they're doing it with young guys. Say what you will about the Green Bay Packers and their philosophy of draft and develop and put those guys on the field. Right now, they're sitting at one and zero because that philosophy works for them, works for this franchise. Yeah, no doubt. And this is something that you know, it's exciting to me when you have the combination of the youth and, and you're winning games and you're being productive. Like it's one thing. Hey, we got to look. We got to kind of bite our time here. We got to take our lumps. We're going to play the young guys, then they're going to develop, and hopefully, we have something. But um, this is a, this is a situation where not only they're playing the young guys, they're winning with these young guys. Yeah, winning with the young guys, so the standard doesn't drop. And 
everyone's kind of dismissed the Green Bay Packers, but this is a team that looks like they may be able to kind of hang around and get into the tournament doing it a different way. We'll know more about them after this week, but they're off to a solid start because their rookies make contributions right away. No doubt. Uh, hats off uh, to Brian Gudikins and their personnel department. Nice job getting early returns on that rookie class. So again, we'll keep up with this on a weekly basis. We'll, we might expand it, maybe get to top five, top six classes. But uh, first week here, let's uh, you know, let's give some kudos here to those three teams: the Packers, the Texans, the Patriots, uh, for for using those young guys and and watching them do some good things. So good on them. Uh, it's a very cool, uh, very cool topic that we'll keep up with throughout the season. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna look at the biggest game of the week and also uh, dive into this topic on the deep ball and uh, and why it's disappearing in the NFL. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Snag a job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. 
So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. It's time for the MTS Game of the Week presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. This week, the Chiefs are at the Jaguars. The spread is minus three and a half, favoring the Chiefs. The over-under is 51. Let's break it down, DJ. I'm loving this because I'm going to be on the sideline on the call for the Jaguars. This is a huge game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They lost twice to them last year. The Chiefs put them out, and this is one that may be deemed a little bit of a revenge game. From my vantage point, this is about can the Jaguars go toe-to-toe with a high-powered offense. We can sit here and talk about, A, defensively, they can hold the score down. I think this is one that has to be a shootout for the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you look on paper, in my mind, they have better weapons on the outside. Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, uh, you think about Evan Ingram, Zay Jones. Those guys, I think they surpass what you have. Travis Kelsey is a monster, but those other guys, I think the Jaguars have that. The X factor or the key to it, though, is the trigger man on the other side, Pat Mahomes, two-time MVP, Super Bowl champion, all the accolades that you can throw. He understands how to play with uh, lesser thans and get them to play at a high level. Coming off a loss in the opener to Detroit, he's going to be on his game. It's a matter of can Trevor Lawrence match them blow for blow? He has a better supporting cast, but can he get this team to score and score and score? and make this a track meet as opposed to a knockdown, drag-out, heavyweight fight that goes four quarters. How do you feel about that matchup up front? Uh, this, you know, we, we talk about the skill players for the Jags and throw Calvin Ridley mm-hmm. in there and what he looked like mm-hmm. last week, and you know that Doug's going to have it schemed up. My question is, with Chris Jones back in the mix, um, what, what do you feel uh, about this front here, how this offensive line matches up? Well, you know, I know on, normally on this we would be very – impartial about the matchup but here's what i'm hoping for i'm hoping in jacksonville that it ends up creeping up above 90 chris jones mm-hmm. hasn't had a lot of training camp <laughs> i'm hoping that he has to wear that dark jersey with the sun beating down on him and maybe just maybe after a couple snaps the all pro disruptive number one defensive tackle in the game maybe gets a little tired and he's not able to be the vintage chris jones that we've seen because when he plays there's no one in the league that can block him And I'm not going to sit here and say that the Jaguars can handle him up front, but I'm hoping a little rust, a little acclimation period that he hasn't fully had, he's not vintage Chris Jones. 
And that gives the Jaguars just enough to be able to get the ball out to perimeter to those playmakers. Yeah, to me, tempo can be a weapon. Um, if you're looking at it from the Jags standpoint, especially you get Chris Jones out there, hey, keep him on the field, tempo him up, uh, try and wear him down. I was actually talking to Rashawn Slater uh, with the Chargers, and they've gone to you know a lot of tempo week one with Kellen Moore. And I asked him, you know, how, how is it for you guys? He's like, look, don't pretend like we don't get tired. Like offensively, when you run tempo, you get tired, but nothing compared to what happens to them. He's like, the pass rush slows down. You can move them more in the run game. And when you're doing a lot of it, you're doing it on a, you start doing it on a weekly basis. You're just going to be in a different type of cardio shape than teams that aren't uh, dealing with tempo. So I think that could be a weapon for Jacksonville in this one. My thing is, though, you're not going to count on the Chiefs dropping a million balls like they did last week. That's not going to happen. Um, Mahomes, to me, if you don't if you don't reroute and disrupt the rhythm of this group a little bit, um, you know they can get rolling. So I I tend to lean towards your original thought, Buck. This is going to be a shootout. I don't mm-hmm. think they're keeping KC you know under thirty. I think it's going to take more than thirty if they're going to win that game. DJ, the, the million dollar question: If I am the Jaguars coordinator, man or zone? Right. Normally, everyone would say, hey, we're going to play zone. We're going to slow them down and those things. But what has happened, what has happened in the past, they will quietly gut you with the running game. Isaiah Pacheco, Isaiah Allard, those guys kind of take turns, kind of get up Jerick McKinnon. They kind of take turns, kind of cutting you. And you look up, you're like, man, they had 130 rushing yards under the radar. Yeah. To me, if you feel confident that you can cover them, this is a different unit than the ones that preceded uh their arrival. They don't have Tyreek Hill. They may not have the speed and explosiveness that they've normally had uh, in that Kadarius Tony's dealing with the knee. He's not necessarily the same. Maybe you can lock up and play a little more man. Maybe you can win on those early downs and force Pat Mahomes into these long yarder situations. Well, now you can dictate the turns whether I want to play man or zone on third and long and make Pat Mahomes have to think more than he's had to think of late because everyone is just playing that soft umbrella coverage and he is very comfortable taking the check down down after down after down until he gets into the red zone. Yeah, no, I I think it's actually probably um, a good way here. We can segue to it in a little bit here, but that's you know topic we're going to get to after this one about the deep ball and how that's being taken away. And I think that kind of started with Patrick Mahomes. But if, if we're going to put a bow on this one, Buck, in terms of what you think Kansas City needs to do to get off to a hot start in this game, because to me, I think they can get out and play with the lead. That's how their team's built. Play with the lead, rush the passer. What is the key on the Kansas City side, in your opinion? You know, it's funny because if I'm Andy Reid and I'm thinking about this offense kind of slogging through, the one thing that I can do is, hey, man, let's quicken the pace and put more on Pat Mahomes' plate in terms of, hey, man, let him go. Let him get going. Let him get into a rhythm. He knows better than anybody on that coaching staff what he needs to get ready. Maybe they play a little quicker find a way to get him some layups early because everyone is scared of that, that MVP, Pat Mahomes, that one that completes uh, 35 or 40 for 400 yards. Let's see if we can get him heated up because he has that ability, much like a Steph Curry. If he sees it going to bucket early, you're in for a long day. So I'm Andy Reid. I'm trying to get number 15 ready and get him off to a hot start because I know if he gets off to a hot start, there are not many teams that can beat us when he's playing at his best. No doubt. Uh, I think that's a good way to put a bow on that one, Buck. That was the MTS Game of the Week presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code MTS. That's code MTS only at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
All right, we, we teased it, Buck. I mean, that article, and I know we had been texting about it, so I know you got a chance to look at it. But just, um, you know, what, what was your takeaway? Uh, we'll get to this topic here on the deep ball. Uh, my takeaway on, on teams taking away the deep ball is it's a copycat league. And once the film circulates around the league, people are quick to take tactics that have worked. I go back to whatever Thursday night where we were working the Amazon game. It was the Buffalo Bills playing the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Buffalo Bills allowed the Kansas City Chiefs to run for over 200. I think it might have been 275 Mm -hmm. on the ground. But you look up at the end of the game, the Buffalo Bills were in a one-score game, and they had a chance to win the game. And this is when we're talking about the Chiefs at their pinnacle. Tyreek Hill playing at a crazy level. Travis Kelsey is unguardable. Pat Mahomes is playing like a wizard from the pocket. And from that moment, DJ, we have seen more teams employ split safety looks, two deep safeties, light boxes. Daring people to run the football. The one thing that I know in talking to defensive coordinators around the league is say, running game is a slow death. And how many offensive coordinators are committed to running the football? Because it takes a lot of plays to run the ball at the length of the field. We talk about the ball starting at the 20-yard line. To run the ball to get 80 yards, 10 to 12 plays. The odds are in the defense's favor that the offense is going to have a penalty, have a, a mistake, have a turnover that is going to halt the drive before they get into the scoring area. More teams are willing to play those odds and say, hey, quarterback, we know you got that big arm. You can throw it over the top. We're going to take that away, and we're going to dare you to nickel and dime it because you don't have the patience nor the discipline to stick to that style. That is not really the style that you prefer. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of different layers to this. You know, when, when you think about the two high shells these teams are running, I, I talked about it with a game I had last week where – Chargers would get eight yards, nine yards on first down, and I'd say, okay, well, maybe they can take a shot here on second and one. That's kind of a shot type down in distance. Mm-hmm. The safeties are still in the parking lot. They're like, ah, oh, you want to run for four or five yards, get the first down, knock yourself out. We're not going to give up a shot play here. Um, so it's just that that discipline defensively to stay in that and make you have to methodically work down the field and make you, you know, be successful in the red zone. Sevens, not threes. Like that's why to me, I think there's a lot of things that that now come into discussion. We, we've been talking about this for a while. Mm-hmm. This is a great article. I encourage you to read it with some unbelievable mm-hmm. quotes and, and explaining this whole thing. Now it's where do you go from here and how does it impact scouting and team building? And that's what I want to get to because when you look at different positions, at quarterback, processing has never been more important. Why is it that we're seeing guys like Brock Purdy, you know, have it's tremendous success. success? Because now it's that's huge. Look at what Tua's doing processing that's his superpower i mean look at joe burrow and they were able to get vertical until teams started putting this shell over them and it's talked about in the article joe burrow's superpower processing like that's never been at more of a premium than it is right now because of the 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 defensive structure to take away deep balls you got to be able to find guys get it in their hands and get them to run after the catch which gets me to wideouts which is buck i don't know and we've talked about strength before strength toughness run after catch that's the 49ers, and the way defenses are playing right now, I think run after catch has never been more important than it is right now at the wideout spot. Uh, speaking of wideouts, it's never been more important than we than the current era that we're in in terms of your ability to catch it on the move and make things happen. Going all the way back, we've talked about this. I told you, when I played for the Green Bay Packers and then when I later worked for Disciples of Ron Wolf, the number one thing that we wanted when it came to wide receivers outside of the, the requisites for the position We wanted guys who have return skills in their background. We wanted punt returners, kick returners, guys that had open field running ability. Because if you are a returner, one, 
you got the courage, you're fearless when it comes to being able to move and evade in traffic. Two, mm-hmm. you have some kind of elusiveness that is going to allow you to turn short gains into big gains because you're used to moving through all the traffic. The other thing that allows you to do is those guys that are the pump returners, the toughness in terms of, hey, man, you don't catch the ball and just slide. We, we're trying to move and we're trying to turn a five-yard gain into a 12-yard gain. When you mentioned the San Francisco 49ers, because I think in the last four years, they've been at the top of the league in terms of yards after catch. Well, let's just look at who they have in their wide receiver court. Debo Samuel, outstanding punt returner and kick returner at South Carolina. Brandon Ayuk also was good in the return game. So now you're looking, Christian McCaffrey, running back, excellent in the return game. So now the magic happens when they get the ball to these guys in the perimeter. It now becomes a punt return with fewer people around Mm -hmm. them. So their ability to break a tackle, slip out a tackle with the balance and the strength that you're talking about, it's scary. Tyreek Hill is another one that we can talk about. So you're seeing more of those guys coming to the league. And DJ, it also coincides with something that we kind of talked about in the preseason. With more of these guys beginning to look at pump returners, we're seeing the size on the perimeter go from, hey, I want the 6'3", 6'4", wide out to, hey, we're kind of coming back down to the six-foot guy who has pump return skills, who looks a little more like you and I, as opposed to the superheroes like DK Metcalf and others on the perimeter. Yeah, and I think there's another great point that you just made there that I want to tap into. So because of all this, the rushing yards and totals went way up last year. So the importance of the run game. Now, here's here's what I want to get to you on. So you would say if you're going to play with two high safeties and you're in nickel uh, majority of the time, mm-hmm. as teams are, that your nickel has to be a good tackler, has to be a force player because they're going to bring him in. They're not going to block him a lot of times. They're going to run at him and they're going to force him to make the play. It's just we're going to, we want little guys to tackle big guys. It's kind of football 101. So they're going to make him a force player and they're going to make him have to make tackles. So here's the dilemma. You need a you need a nickel who's big enough to be the force player and be a reliable tackler so you don't get gouged in the run game. But now you're going to ask him to run around and mirror your little slot receiver who's quick as a cat who you've talked about as a punt returner and is so elusive and explosive. That now has become one of the more difficult positions to find, somebody that has those two abilities, to force the run and to be able to slow down and tackle in space against some of mm-hmm. these athletes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the things, like being able to tackle in space, bigger bodies in terms of like thicker bodies. Debo, Debo Samuel is a different animal on the perimeter. You look at him, oh, he's 5'11", but he's 215 pounds. So yeah. you have to physically thump him. You can't ankle bite him. You can't roll tackle. Your guys in the secondary have to be great tacklers. And if you have a weak link out there in the secondary, the ball is ultimately going to find them. And you're going to be mad that on a crossing route, there should be a seven-yard gain. It goes down the sideline for 80 because your guy couldn't tackle. It's important. Also, let's talk about this because you talked about the running game. In the past, what used to happen is the running game would dictate how teams would play you from a coverage standpoint. If you had a successful yeah. run, after a while, defensive coordinators say, hey, man, we can't stop the run. We got to drop a guy in the box. Now you can't necessarily get it just by the production on the ground. DJ, you remember how many tight ends we saw get drafted? Oh, Why yeah. are we seeing more tight ends? Because when you put multiple tight ends on the field, some of those two high looks you can't do because yeah. you have a soft edge. You got to get so, bigger bodies out there. Got to get bigger bodies. You can't play too high because one of those edges are weaker. So, hey, we might want to go more 12, 
more 13 personnel. So now I lure you into the box so I can get and manufacture the home run shots on the outside. Which which gets me to the Jets. Like, it, 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 from what we talked about at the beginning of the week, how is Zach Wilson going to be successful? How are the Jets going to navigate life without Aaron Rodgers? They're going to do it like you just said. They're going to get in 12 and 13 personnel. I think they, they should lead the league in 13 personnel this year and say, so, okay, we're going to get you where you're not. You're comfortable in that, too. You're not playing that structure against us. And guess what? If we can get you blocked up, we've eliminated a layer of the defense, and you're going to see Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. That's where our explosives are going to come from. Okay, this wasn't on the pod, but now since we kind of made that thing off the deep ball, here's what I'm going to say about everyone who is like raining the parade on the New York Jets. Pause on that. They -hmm. still can win with Zach Wilson. It just requires them to do it a different way. You talked about big boy personnel on the field, multiple tight ends, and they have good tight ends. You talked Mm -hmm. about the running game, Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. That two-headed monster can be a problem in terms of, okay, you can send that two-eye shell because – You don't want Zach Wilson? Cool. We'll just run it 40 times and Mm -hmm. we'll bust him. The other part of what you're talking about with uh, 12 and 13 personnel, Garrett Wilson's one of the best route runners I've seen. Mm -hmm. Going all the way back to when I was in Kansas City, when I was in Kansas City, people may not remember this, Joe Horn was the Z receiver when we would go 12 personnel or 22 personnel, two backs, two tight ends with Joe Horn out there. He and Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez at tight end, Joe Horn out there. They're running all kinds of like two-man routes, creating problems. If Nathaniel Hackett wants to, he can create big play opportunities for Garrett Wilson by having him on isolation routes opposite the heavy formations and say, what are you going to do? You're going to double-team Garrett Wilson? Cool. We're going to run the ball to the front side all day. Mm -hmm. There's a way for offensive coordinators to create the deep ball, the big play opportunities, but it requires – personnel matchups more so than just a philosophical approach you have to have the big bodies the personnel to make people get out of that too high shell as opposed to oh we're just gonna run it and they're naturally gonna drop them you're gonna have to formation them to get them out of that too too deep look so you can have those shots yeah no i think it's interesting man i think it's a fascinating discussion um but it's again great article uh go check that out on espn.com brooke Pryor did a wonderful job so a shout out to her good work there um, all right, Buck, that's going to do it for us today, man. This is a fun one. We've got uh, one more episode coming your way tomorrow where we'll dig into a little bit of what's going on this weekend. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. I did see we got a few more ratings and reviews. We appreciate you doing that for us. And wherever you're listening to this thing, if you just give us a little love on there, uh, it continues to get the word out and, and grow this thing. Because uh, word on the street, Buck, we are two weeks away from episode mm-hmm. 1K. Thousand move the sticks episodes, so we're going to celebrate the heck out of that here in a few weeks. But uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here? No, this is uh, I love having those discussions. The deep ball discussion was fascinating. It's, it, I feel like it's one of the things that we've talked about, but now that it's getting more attention, it allows us to add a little more perspective to what everyone in the league is talking about when it comes to defending the deep ball and why some of the air yards and the passing numbers have gone down despite the league passing more as a pass happy league. No doubt. Uh, Fun discussion. We'll have uh, plenty more of those coming your way here. Uh, We appreciate you hanging with us, and we'll catch you next time right here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired. 
But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.